Well, hi there, and welcome to 45 RPM music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, and this hour, we're going back to the end of the 1950s for what was known as easy listening music. This was popular music minus the rock and roll, doo-wop, country, rhythm and blues records that appealed mostly to teenagers. In other words, this was popular music for adults. There's a bit of music here from the likes of Elvis Presley and the Everly Brothers, but also plenty from performers like Nat King Cole, Tony Bennett, and the Brothers Four. Our first record today might have pushed the easy listening boundaries of some members of the adult audience, but in fact I was a DJ back then on an easy listening radio station, and I remembered that we played this one. Here's Roy Orbison and Only the Lonely. Moody River, Moody River, Moody River. 
1961 hit that qualifies for today's theme of easy listening music aimed at adults. Adults in the late 50s and the early 60s found it easy to accept a lot of Pat Boone's records and even some by Elvis Presley. For example, this beautiful ballad from 1962, Can't Help Falling in Love. Would it be 
Elvis Presley with an example of what was known back then as easy listening music. Brenda Lee was a popular recording star in the 50s, and her ballad All Alone Am I was popular with teeny boppers and their parents as well. sing again the words you used to whisper low no You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s, and I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Our theme today is easy listening music from the years 1960 through 1962, like this instrumental recording by Floyd Kramer. It's called Last Date.
Floyd Kramer from 1960 and Last Date. Now, I want to talk about a singing act made up of Don and Phil Everly, who somehow came up with a very imaginative name for their act, the Everly Brothers. Imagine that. They started performing on the radio as pre-teens along with their parents, and when they were in high school, Don and Phil began working with Chet Atkins, who managed the RCA Victor Studio in Nashville. Their first song, Bye Bye Love, rose to number two on the Billboard chart in 1957, and that started a string of hit singles, including Wake Up Little Susie and All I Have to Do is Dream. Although their popularity fell off in the 1960s, the way the Everly Brothers played acoustic guitars and sang in close harmony was picked up by quite a few other acts, including the Beatles, the Beach Boys, and Simon and Garfunkel. For about a decade, Don and Phil drifted apart doing their own recording gigs, and then, in 1983, they got back together for a successful concert in London. They recorded some new songs, but before long they were known to complain that all the audiences wanted to hear were their old hits from the 50s and 60s. Here are Don and Phil, and a recording that rose to number one on the Great Britain pop chart, Ebony Eyes. and I waited at the gate and I watched the beacon light from the control tower as it whipped through the dark ebony skies as if it were searching for and then came the announcement over the loudspeaker with those having relatives or friends on flight number 1203 Please report to the chapel across the street at once. Then I felt a burning break deep inside, and I knew the heavenly, ebony skies had taken my life's most wonderful prize, my I ever get to heaven, I'll 
Everly Brothers from 1960 and Ebony Eyes. In that same year, the popular singing group The Platters came out with a song that was unlikely to offend teenagers' parents, aunts, and uncles. In fact, even some grandparents were likely to enjoy this new version of an old standard that went back to 1937. It was called Harbor Lights. I saw the harbor lights They only told Same old harbor lights that once brought you to me. I watched the harbor lights. How could I help if tears were starting? Beside the silvery sea I long to hold you near And kiss you just once more But you were on the ship And I was on the shore now I know lonely nights For all the while my heart is whispering Some other harbor lights Will steal your love from me I long to hold you near And kiss you just once more But you were on the ship And I was on the shore Now I know will steal your love from me
That song, Paper Roses, was one of four top 40 hits in the late 50s and early 60s for a beauty pageant winner named Anita Bryant. Bryant was 18 in 1958 when she was crowned Miss Oklahoma, and she was the second runner-up in the Miss America competition that year. Although she later generated a lot of controversy for her active and outspoken opposition to gay rights, Anita Bryant managed to forge a successful singing career. And now, here's the multi-talented singer and songwriter, Sam Cooke. Don't know much about history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a science book Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love If you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be. Don't know much about geography, don't know much trigonometry, don't know much about algebra, don't know what a slide rule is for, but I do know what it one is two. And if this one could be with you, what a wonderful This would be Now I don't claim To be an A student But I'm trying to be For maybe by being An A student baby I can win your love for me Don't know much about history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a 
science book Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love you And I know that if you love me too What a wonderful world this would be La ta 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 It's me Sam Cooke from 1960 and Wonderful World. Still ahead this hour, eight more examples of early 1960s easy listening music. We'll hear from two singing groups, the Highwaymen and the Brothers Four. For an adult-oriented audience, it would be pretty hard to argue with Tony Bennett and Nat King Cole. We'll sample popular recordings by those two. We'll hear Connie Francis and a couple of instrumentals, one by clarinetist Acker Bilk and the other a jazz sensation by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today we're sampling the easy listening music of the late 50s and early 60s. This music was later sliced and diced into various subgenres, and some of it was repackaged with names like adult-oriented contemporary and album-oriented pop. I was a disc jockey back then at an easy listening AM station, and our weekly playlist started with the top hits of the day. I remember one week it was my job to create the playlist while the station's program director was out of town. I started with the top 75 or 80 songs on the Billboard Hot 100, and then I removed the country music, the rock and roll, doo-wop, and rhythm and blues recordings. That's how it was done. But since I knew that the program director was out of town, I fudged just a little bit that week, and I slipped in a popular country song by Patsy Cline, and I got away with it.
thinking that my love could hold you I'm crazy for trying and crazy for crying and I'm crazy for loving you great British clarinetist Acker Bilk and his signature song from 1962, Stranger on the Shore. Over the years, Bilk was asked to play that song so many times that he said he got sick of it. At one time, he even stopped putting on concerts because the audiences didn't seem to want to hear much of anything else. Well, as we think about the popular music that the parents and grandparents of teenagers in the late 50s would accept, you couldn't get much safer than Nat King Cole and his hit record called Rambling Rose. Rambling Rose 
King Cole, a man with one of the most distinctive singing voices in the 1940s, 50s, and early 60s. Cole's first hit record came out in 1940 called Sweet Lorraine. His career seemed to be sort of stuck in a rut until 1948 when it suddenly took off with his recording of Get Your Kicks on Route 66. Despite all his obvious talent and his pleasant personality, Nat King Cole ran into a lot of racial discrimination throughout his career. In the mid-50s, he became the first black to host a national TV show, but NBC could never find any national sponsor. Cole summed up the situation by saying, Madison Avenue is afraid of the dark. The song we just heard, Ramblin' Rose, reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100, and he had one final top ten hit called Those Lazy, Hazy, Crazy Days of Summer. Cole had the potential, maybe like Tony Bennett, to become an icon of pop music for many years. But he'd been a smoker for much of his life, and in February 1965, he finally succumbed to lung cancer. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, here on 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. Our theme today is adult-oriented, easy-listening music from the late 50s and early 60s.
The loveliness of Paris seems somehow sadly gay. The glory that was Rome is of another day. I've been terribly alone and forgotten in Manhattan. I'm going home to my city by the bay. I left my heart in San Francisco. High on a hill, it calls to me to be where little cable cars climb halfway to the stars. The morning fog may chill the air. I don't care. My love waits there in San Francisco. Above the blue, and when the sea, when I come home to you, San Francisco. Your golden sun will shine for me. Well, talk about a signature song. Tony Bennett certainly found it in 1962 with that one. I left my heart in San Francisco. Now let's go back to college. In 1958, five first-year students at Wesleyan University decided to form a singing group. Their leader was Dave Fisher, and a few years later, he earned the university's first-ever degree in ethnomusicology, whatever that is. They called themselves the Highwaymen, and although they were only together for a few years, they scored a number one Billboard hit with a song called Michael Row the Boat Ashore. This was a new arrangement of an African-American work song, and it also rose to number one in Great Britain and number four in Germany.
Michael Row the Boat Ashore by the Highwaymen, a folk group started by four students at Wesleyan University. The original group broke up two years after they graduated. One of their members went on to Harvard Law School and later wound up in a very top-level job at the Justice Department under President Ronald Reagan. The group's name, the Highwaymen, was adopted later by four top country stars, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, and Chris Christopherson. This led to a couple of lawsuits in 1990, but the two groups decided to settle the case on good terms, and they went on to share the stage at a concert in Hollywood. Now let's talk about Connie Francis. She was born in Newark, New Jersey in 1938, with a given name of Conchetta Franco Nero and an innate talent for music. When she was 12, she won the Arthur Godfrey TV Talent Scouts contest, and was a performer on that show for four years as a preteen and a teenager. Along the way, she signed a deal with MGM Records, and at Godfrey's suggestion, she changed her stage name to something he could pronounce, Connie Francis. Most of her early recordings just went nowhere, and Francis was about to give up and go to college when, in 1957, her father persuaded her to record a very old song called Who's Sorry Now? Connie Francis hated that song, but she gave in, knowing it was the very last thing she would have to do under her MGM recording contract. And then, to almost everybody's surprise, Who's Sorry Now became a million-selling hit. A few years later, Connie Francis came out with an easy-listening single called My Heart Has a Mind of Its Own. Oh! 
fields Kissed by the sun Once there were valleys Where rivers used to run Once there were blue skies With white clouds high above Once they were part of An everlasting love We were the lovers Who strolled Through green fields Green fields are gone now Parched by the sun From the valleys where rivers used to run Gone with the cold wind that swept into my heart Gone with the lovers who let their dreams depart Where are the green fields that we to roam I'll never know what made you run away How can I keep searching when dark clouds hide the day wide world left for me to see but I'll keep on waiting till you return I'll keep on waiting until the day you learn you can't be happy while your heart's on the road you be happy until you bring it home, home to the green fields and me once again. The Brothers Four a popular group from the University of Washington, and their number two hit, Green Fields. After a few years in Seattle, the Brothers Four made a trip to San Francisco to meet with a man named Mort Lewis, who became their manager and got them a recording contract with Columbia Records. Lewis was an excellent choice since he was the manager for jazz musician Dave Brubeck. And that's pretty convenient for me, because... Right after I thank you for joining us on 45 RPM music of the 40s and 50s, and right after I wish you a good day, a good week, and lots of easy listening, we're going to wind up today's show with Dave Brubeck's big hit record, Take Five. Thank you. 
Thank you. 